thanks for coming back to What a Weird Week. Or if you're if you've never been here before, welcome. What a Weird Week is a podcast, a countdown of ten weird things from the news this week. Season four, you guys. Hi everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird, weird tales. Well, I got a great show for you today. What's so wonderful? Weird stuff. Okay, so we're going to jump right in, but uh, if you want show notes, more details, podcast stuff, uh, all of the jazz, it's shownotes.page. Shownotes.page. All right, number 10, here's the headline. Prime Minister of Canada bungee jumps from the biggest drop in the nation. Here's the gist. Happened at a place called Morrison's Quarry in Quebec. He got his beautiful head of hair wet, because you know you can bungee jump and they can... Get it so that, hey, hey, do you want to get your hair wet? Do you want to not touch the water? Whatever. No matter what your political leanings, it's got a wonderful head of hair, the Prime Minister. Looking at the highway. You got this. You're in a good position in five, four, three, two, one. I don't think many world leaders would do that. I don't even know, like, just because there's so much hate online. Some people hate the Prime Minister, right? And... No matter what the prime minister does, especially if he looks like he's having fun, well, well, let's pile on the hate on that, right? The internet, you know, the people who love the prime minister thought it was fantastic. So, and there were some people who were like, meh, also. Nine. Okay, number nine is actually a multi-pack of uh, entries, sort of like when you buy the cereal, the little boxes of cereal, and there's a couple of good, like, Frosted Flakes, yes, and then there's like, oh, Rice Krispies, I don't know. What? We just lost our Rice Krispie sponsorship. Why? Because I said they're terrible? Uh, here is the, it has nothing to do with cereal, so sorry about that. This is about stuff in the sky. So number nine entry is about all the cool things happening this month in the sky. They're not that weird, but they're a little bit weird. And, you know, some people, if they knew you got up early and went out and looked at the sky, they would think you're weird. So it counts. So October the 8th, but really all month long, before sunrise, you'll be able to see Mercury. As a morning star, it appears in the eastern sky. That is the official documentation. But then also, October 8th to 10th, the Draconid meteor shower. Early evening for that one. Meteors fly every which way through the starry sky. That is the quote from the article. Later in October, too, we're going to get the Orionid meteor shower. So, October, things are looking up. <laughs> see, what, see what I did there? Because... You and I will be looking up in in October. Oh boy, I'm on fire. Also, we got a Hunter's Moon, October 9th, Hunter's Full Moon. They call it a double moon. I guess um, for a couple of days it looks full. Super fantastic moon. Most of the time people will say Hunter's Moon. It is also referred to as the Dying Grass Moon and the Pepito's Hot Sauce Moon. That one is sponsored by Pepito's Hot Sauce. They should sell sponsorships for the full moon. Somebody get on that. That's a moneymaker. Eight. Speaking of moneymakers, my face. What? Kidding. Eight. I don't want to jinx anything, but do you, are you getting a feeling that we're off to the races, you guys? Hey? Eight. Number eight. Cheating scandal rocks competitive fishing world. This happened at the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament in Ohio. First place is $30,000 if you win this. So, like, pros come out for this. And it looks like some competitors put ball bearings or some sort of metal weight in the fish they caught. Now it's all being investigated by Ohio's Department of Natural Resources. Like, somebody might be going to fish jail over this, which is just real jail. It's just when they say, what are you in for? You have to say fish. 
I don't know, big fines or, or fish jail. The uh, quote is fantastic from the article, and we do have a link in the show notes. Footage, Footage from, from the way shows, shows tournament, tournament director, director Jason, Jason Fisher. Fisher. First of all, stop, full stop there, because the tournament, the fishing tournament director's name is Jason Fisher? Come on, man. All right. Jason Fisher opens, opens up, up a catch and, and shouts, shouts, we got weights in fish. I don't know if that was a good impersonation of Jason Fisher, but that's the quote in the article. We got weights in fish. And the article is full of fish puns. You're going to love it. Seven. Number seven is the spotted lanternfly. This is not on my radar at all here in uh, cold East Coast Canada, where basically we're already snowshoeing. But uh, the spotted lanternfly is such an invasive moth-type bug. And people all over throughout the United States where it, the invasion is occurring, you know, they're harmful to crops and that, so terrible for the ecology. And many governments, local governments and uh, statewide, are encouraging people to squish the heck out of those bugs as many bugs rip the wings off, just go crazy on these spotted lanternflies. It's a wonderful opportunity for children, grandparents, families to get together and just squishing bugs like crazy some sort of murderous rampage the bugs have it coming that's what the government said they're here to destroy our crops you guys look i'm not a fan of the bugs myself i'll tell you that much right here right now but it seemed like on jimmy kimmel live he was trying to show the other side of it humanize bugs he interviewed one and they're everywhere now thankfully they don't bite or sting but they do a lot of damage to plants they say it could they could devastate crops and trees and so the usd is very usda said if you see one you should smash spotter and lantern flies i smashed it you did what i smashed it i you said you monster what is this what are what are you here what's I, what do you mean what am i'm a lantern fly it might not be too bad of a halloween costume six number six the headline meet the purple m&m the newest spokes candy for the mars brand she's a peanut m&m and is the latest effort in a continuing rebrand by the company to reach out to young consumers. The gist of this story is there's a new colored M&M. The color purple is meant to indicate inclusiveness and brands want to be thought of as inclusive and welcoming. Even if it's a cartoon rendering of a candy. So it's not like it's even a cartoon rendering of a, an actual human being. It's a cartoon rendering of a candy. But now food brands need to taste good and also be a good person. Purple M&M, your number six story. Five. Number five, the headline, John Paul College student banned from school grounds because of unsuitable mullet haircut. Here's the gist. The school in Australia disagrees with a kid's mullet, thinks he needs to do something about that mullet before being allowed back on school grounds. It's a school that has a uniform policy and a dress code. And the mullet is in violation. But you've seen this story a million times. This becomes one of those things. It's a freedom of expression issue versus, you know, some people in the comments are like, let the kid be a kid. And then other people are like, kids these days need to have more respect. Some mullet fans are like, why do you persecute us? But it's more than a, a mullet hate or mullet love situation i think is turning into in the comments um and this could be a shock to you some sort of divisive issue yeah on the internet once in a while you'll get one of those this story has a ton 
Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. A ton of mullet photos, but none of the actual kid. I think maybe there's some sort of privacy concerns. But I got to say, shout out to one of the news orgs. They tracked down and interviewed the kid's hairdresser. And there's a nice photo of the hairdresser in the article. She seems nice. Four. Number four, headline, new evidence suggests presence of underground lake on Mars. And the gist of this story, scientists have wondered about it for a few years. And new evidence is supporting the idea of an 18-mile lake under the Martian South Pole. And it's liquid, you guys, because geothermal heat. That's uh, the speculation right now. Or do, is it speculation, theory, whatever? Nobody's gone swimming there yet. So I don't know what how you rank that evidence. Nobody has played underground Martian Lake water polo yet. Liquid water on Mars might mean there's life on Mars, right? That's one of the things why everybody's so uh, cranked up on finding water on Mars. But then also, it is something that human space travelers could exploit someday. Always find the next thing to exploit. That's progress. The whole story, to me, I'm not exactly sure if I'm jacked up about it or whatever, but it does make me crave Mars bars. Hey, they should come out with Mars water. The Mars bars, people. Listen, let me pitch this. It's water, but it tastes like a Mars bar. And only half the calories. Hey, writes itself, that one. That idea wrote itself. Three. Number three headline is McDonald's Happy Meals for Adults won't come to the UK and fans are devastated. So this story, obviously, from the UK, but that devastation is being felt around the world. McDonald's is doing Happy Meals for grown-ups. We all want them, but it's only in the USA where it's happening. So this uh, segment not sponsored by McDonald's, by the way, but I would work for Nugs. You know that about me. I have worked for Nugs and I would again. You get the um, Happy Meal box, just like a, a kid's Happy Meal, you know, limited edition box, and you get your Big Mac, your Nugs in there, your fries, your, your uh, soft drink, soda, and then uh, figurine. A limited edition figurine is the prize you get in your Happy Meal. So the grown-up Happy Meal, I think, firing off on all cylinders here. It sounds fantastic. What else would you want? What other prizes could you have in your grown-up Happy Meal? A little bottle of booze, maybe. No, that. wait, hold on. So here's the thing. McDonald's, you know, they're not going to give you booze. They're not going to give you uh, lotto tickets. That's what you want in your Happy Meal. They're not going to give you vouchers to go to the casino. None of that stuff. But you could... Start up a get a food truck going and your whole shtick, your gimmick is that all the food comes in boxes like Happy Meals. I think this could take off, you guys. Cut me in for 4% if this takes off. A Happy Meal food truck and the prize inside, little bottles of booze. Or, I don't know, you could put anything in there. Lock picking kit. I don't know, that's just off the top of my head, but... And why? Why was I thinking about a lock picking kit? Anyway, let's move on. Two. Number two, here's the headline, stolen tablecloth recovered. That's it. That's the headline. I'm terrible at writing headlines, you guys. Just found out. Here's what the San Francisco Chronicle said. They were, they were eating, eating prime, prime rib in Yorkshire, Yorkshire pudding. pudding. John, John Lennon, Lennon drew an elaborate, elaborate sunset, sunset in yellow, yellow crayon. crayon. Joan Baez and Paul McCartney sketched detailed, detailed faces. faces. See, that's a better headline. They're better at it than me. The gist of this story, a story about a tablecloth that went missing after the Beatles sketched on it and signed it in 1966, just before what would be their final live American ticketed event. So San Francisco, all the Beatles had some kind of artwork on that thing, very unique item, but it got stolen. Just a few days later, somebody took it from the window of the catering company, and then 50-something years later, 
the caterer's grandson gets this phone call. Hey, uh, did your family used to have a catering business in San Francisco? That phone call led to the grandson, the family recovering the stolen tablecloth, the Beatles tablecloth, the Beatle cloth. Why don't they call it the Beatle cloth? I know I'm no good at headlines, but I think Beatle cloth should have been in the story somewhere. Anyway, going to auction, they think maybe it could get $25,000, that tablecloth. I mean, Beatle cloth. One. Okay, number one, the headline, Google prototypes and open sources an extra long keyboard with one row of keys. The headline says it all right there. You don't even have to click through and see the picture. I'll put it with the show notes on the blog post for this episode. I will put a picture of that keyboard. And what's more, I would make one eighteenth of a cent if you clicked through and looked at that photo on the blog. But you don't have to. Because you can picture it. It's just a very long keyboard, one letter at a time, one symbol at a time, whatever. All the keys of your current keyboard that you're using, just line them up in a, a long straight line. That's what they did. It's not just a sketch. It's not just a blueprint. It, they actually did a prototype of a very long keyboard. I didn't know this, but Google Japan has done this before. They release silly keyboards. They do it. It's like a, some sort of fun thing for them. Silly keyboard concepts. It's like a whole subgenre of comedy. Silly keyboard comedy. It's like if um, you went to Vegas and you saw Carrot Top and he did an entire set. And every time he went to that trunk where he keeps all his props, every time the next joke was about another keyboard. Nothing but keyboards. Keyboard comedy. I think we're on to something there. Somebody get in touch. Would you... Um, Reach out to Carrot Top for me, you guys. Appreciate it. If you want show notes or see the pictures, get the links, stream the podcast, all of the jazz, shownotes.page. Easy to remember, shownotes.page. Hey, um, happy Thanksgiving, Canadian friends, Canadian enemies too. Look, I'm just going to say it. We're enemies, but you're celebrating Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You win enemies. Enemies.